With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Liz Wheeler Show. We're in the middle of an epic blizzard. We've been out of power and internet for two days. It's quite something. Now, you might be thinking, oh, it looks fine. Well, that's because we live in a bunker, so we are prepared for this. But I look out the back window. I was in the kitchen today, and I hear my daughter at the back door yelling, Dada, Dada, tree. I look out the back door, and my husband is in the backyard, way back in our property, and he is cutting down a tree with a hatchet. Pretty funny, yes. I ask him, okay, why, why are you doing this? He was out there supposedly cutting. There's been so much snow that so many branches, so many trees have been down in our, on our property, and he's out there trying to take care of it. He cuts down this tree, and I'm like, oh, why did you cut down a tree in the middle of cleaning up these sticks? And he was like, it's actually half of a tree, a humongous branch that fell off of another tree that impaled the ground at a 90-degree angle, and it looked like a tree, looked like a tree. So he was out there lumberjacking it up. Um, well, and I took my daughter out in the snow for a little while. It was up to her knees. That's the situation here at Mikasa. Apparently, by the way, our house is the only house in the United States that Classified information has not been found, just stashed in our closet. That's what we're going to talk about today, the political drama. It's intensifying. Classified documents found at Vice President Pence's residence and his office. It is going to be so hilarious watching the Democrats try to spin this. Their narrative is going to be an absolute hoot because, of course, they can't say the things that they want to say about Pence because then they will have to say those things about Biden. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what this means a little bit and what, what the result of this or the impact of this is going to be, because it is going to make a difference, this fact that there were classified documents found at Vice President Pence's house. We're also going to talk about Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom, this is a really chilling video out of California. Gavin Newsom is straight up going for your guns. He's declaring war on the Second Amendment, but as he declares war on the Second Amendment, he himself is surrounded by security guards who are armed to the gills. So we're going to talk about that. And because Gavin Newsom is going to be a presidential candidate for the Democrats, either in 2024, if Biden does not run again, or in 2028, when Biden's term is complete. Obviously, Kamala Harris is never going to be president. Gavin Newsom is going to be the Democrats' candidate. And this is what he wants to do to our nation. What he's done to California is what he wants to do to our nation. He is a communist. Whether he admits this ideology or not, his actions will take, they've already taken the state of California into this soft version of communism, but that's what he wants to do to the entire nation. The California State Assembly is proposing a wealth tax, and not just like an Elizabeth Warren-style wealth tax, which is bad enough as it is and unconstitutional as it is, but this new wealth tax that the state of California is trying to impose on the people is not just coming for the people of California. The, the California state legislature wants this tax to impact people outside of California as well. We're gonna talk about that. And before we talk about any of that, we are going to talk about that Damar Hamlin video. Did you guys see that? Okay, that's what we're gonna start with. Let's get to it. Hey. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Did you guys see the DeMar Hamlin video? The Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills met again. That was the game, of course, that DeMar Hamlin suffered cardiac arrest on the field for reasons that have yet to be announced. I don't know if they're claiming that they don't know. The speculation, of course, is that this very young man, this 24-year-old in the peak of health, a professional athlete who, after making a very routine tackle, not particularly savage or violent, especially by NFL standards, he just collapsed on the field. He was given CPR for nine minutes. He was taken to the hospital. They had to, they had to um, shock him, shock his heart back multiple times. This was, this was a really scary and awful thing that was viewed by a large portion of the American people who were watching Monday Night Football right after Christmas when this happened. So fast forward to today, the, the Bengals and the Bills met again, and DeMar Hamlin was in attendance at this game, which is wonderful in principle. It's wonderful in principle that A, he's alive, thank God, that B, this is somewhat of a remarkable recovery. If you had a heart attack just a couple of weeks ago, and you were able to not only walk, but attend a sporting event, and it's safe for your adrenaline to be elevated like that. You can, you know, he was, he was seen, at least from the back, cheering in the, in the box, the private box where he was watching this game, that's all a good thing. It's a good thing that people were so supportive of him being there. But, and this is a big but here, but the video that was shown of Damar Hamlin is really weird. It's really strange because Damar Hamlin, I'm gonna show you this video in just a second, but Damar Hamlin in this video is covered head to foot. He's obviously wearing pants and shoes and a big sweatshirt and a jacket. And he's wearing something wrapped around his face that obscures his faith, face and sunglasses and a hat. So naturally, when you dress like a weirdo, especially in this situation where there are already so many questions about what actually happened, what caused this heart attack, was it related to the vaccine? Especially in a situation like this, this is gonna make conspiracy theories go wild. So the conspiracy theory here today is that Damar Hamlin died in the hospital, that he's not actually alive, and that the NFL is using a body double for this video, hence why they are trying to disguise his face and his mouth and why he didn't talk to anybody and why he's surrounded by this, just this gaggle of security guards. Like, we're talking almost presidential level security here. Now, first, let me comment on this conspiracy theory. Is it likely that Damar Hamlin died and that the NFL is using a body double? No, that is very unlikely. But at this point, I say this a little bit tongue-in-cheek, what conspiracy hasn't come true? Here's the more likely scenario behind this very odd video montage. Um, first, actually, let's take a look at this video. And it, it, this is a compilation of from the entire night of coverage during this NFL game where you'll see him entering the field and then you'll see him going onto an elevator and then later it cuts to him again watching in the box. You can, you can, you can see different glimpses of him for just seconds at a time throughout the game. Take a look. Good job. 
Jamar stood up, right? Yeah, he did. This is it right here. What a scene. Oh. That's his, that's his sign. What a beautiful triumphant story that galvanized this entire nation. Okay, so you can see how strangely he's dressed. Head to toe in this red hoodie, these, these sweatpants with a coat. The hood of the hoodie up, sunglasses on, his face wrapped up, completely wrapped, completely obscured. You can't, you actually can't tell this is him. I understand that. I understand the conspiracy theorists. Now, the conspiracy that DeMar Hamlin died in the hospital and that the NFL is using a body double to portray him as being okay, that's unlikely to be true. That's very unlikely to be true. But the more likely scenario is this. You heard the reporter saying that DeMar Hamlin requires oxygen. Well, he probably has oxygen on his face. He probably has the tube around his face that goes into his nose. and He probably did not want to be photographed with that on his face. Moreover, when you go into cardiac arrest and they did CPR for nine minutes, there is a valid possibility that he either had a stroke or that he had oxygen deprivation, something that led to either facial paralysis or some kind of um, maybe brain damage. Now, this is all speculation. I don't, I don't know this, but, but if he's on oxygen, then it shows you that it wasn't just a heart attack without any lingering effects, that he still requires some kind of medical assistance. And here's where the conspiracy theorists get it right. The NFL, of course, wants to hide this. They want to downplay this. They don't want you to look at DeMar Hamlin and think about the, card the heart attack that he suffered on the field. Because if you think about the heart attack that he suffered on the field, then the natural question is, a 24-year-old professional athlete collapsing on the field of a heart attack? How often does that happen? How often do athletes in general have heart attacks and has that increased in the past two years? And if so, why? The NFL doesn't want you to think about this because, and here's the little YouTube warning that I have to get. If you want the fully uncensored version of the show, go to rumble.com slash Liz Wheeler. This is only a sentence, so I advise you to stick around, but you can't show this on YouTube. Obviously, what happened to DeMar Hamlin, his cardiac arrest, is most likely related to the COVID jab. The NFL wants to hide this because the NFL forced it on him. Imagine the liability. Imagine the bad press. Imagine Big Pharma lobbying the NFL to be as quiet as possible because if the American people knew that this was related to the vaccine, well, then the American people logically would not want the vaccine. So the NFL hides this. They want you and millions of others who saw DeMar Hamlin's original collapse to think he's fine. So if this looked a little bit like a stage, I'm okay, hostage video, that's because, well, maybe in a little, in a, in a little bit of a way it is. All of this is to say, I'm so glad he's alive. Thank God he's alive. But the video itself is getting attention for a reason because it's a little bit chilling to see this kind of secrecy and this kind of staged propaganda when so many people have valid concerns about something that has been injected into so many people in this country that people have major qualms about and feel like those mandating the injections and producing the injections have not been fully honest about. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so Mike Pence apparently had classified documents at his house. This was This was announced. Uh, just yesterday, he found, actually, it's funny how they announce this these days because they don't say, Mike Pence found classified documents. They say, Mike Pence found some documents that had classified markings on them. Like, okay, we're not stupid. Documents with classified markings are classified information. Now, they're trying to be very nuanced about this. They're trying to be like, well, maybe the agencies that marked these at the time no longer consider this to be classified. Well, let me tell you, for political purposes, for the purposes of political capital and to the American people, that kind of nuance just doesn't matter. It does not matter at all. I'm not freaking out. You might, you might notice this. I'm not freaking out at all about the fact that my, Mike Pence had classified documents at his house. Is it a good thing? No. Is it because he's some kind of dangerous criminal? No, it's not that either. I want to talk about the differences. And this is what's going to be so funny to watch unfold, how the left is going to try to... <laughs> try to split this narrative and separate what Mike Pence did from what Joe Biden did, from what Donald Trump did. But let's start first by identifying the differences between what Joe Biden did, now that we've had, what, six different, six different batches of classified documents that have been found, five or six different batches of documents, classified documents in Biden's garage next to his Corvette at the University of Pennsylvania at the Penn Biden Center, which is a fake think tank without any employees, just a closet of Biden's stuff didn't start till he was a year out of office after the Obama administration, which means those classified documents have been, I don't know where, in a storage unit and maybe next to the Corvette in the garage that Hunter had access to. The different, the two differences between the Mike Pence classified documents uh, finding in his house and the Biden classified document scandal is that Mike Pence does not have a crackhead son who has grown rich by selling access to his father when his father was vice president. Mike Pence's children are normal, very nice people, and Joe Biden's son is a national security risk. So the idea that Joe Biden had highly classified information just sitting around his house while Hunter was also sitting around his house, yeah, that's a little bit different, just a little bit different. The other big difference here is that Mike Pence did not sick the FBI on Donald Trump raiding Mar-a-Lago uh, with the intent to try to indict Trump so that he wouldn't be allowed to run in 2024. Mike Pence did not do that. Joe Biden's Department of Justice and FBI did that. That makes it pretty, pretty different. Pretty different. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that, and President Trump said this very well on Truth Social to say, he said, Mike Pence is an innocent man. He never did anything knowingly dishonest in his life. Leave him alone. Which is actually a very nice thing for Trump to say to Mike Pence, especially considering that they had a breach of friendship 
after they left office over the 2020 presidential election and what happened in that election and what happened on January 6th. This was very nice for Trump to come to Mike Pence's defense. It's also true. Mike Pence is like Boy Scout goody-goody. He's not hoarding classified documents in his house intentionally or really negligently. But what this is gonna do, the impact of this story is going to be like a pin pricking into a balloon. It's going to absolutely diffuse the Biden classified document scandal. This is, the Biden classified document thing is going to very, very quickly become a non-story. Because how are Democrats supposed to handle this now? What are they supposed to say? How are they supposed to analyze Mike Pence and Joe Biden and Donald Trump when they're not being consistent in the way that they, in the way that they analyze this? So this is what's gonna happen. You can watch for this. Any, any leftist who has commented on it at all is going to have this evolution of narrative. First, they're going to say, oh, Donald Trump, he basically had nuclear weapons related classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, and he has all these, these foreign adversaries as friends. Maybe he was even going to sell these nuclear secrets to some kind of foreign adversary. It was unsecured. This is criminal. He should be charged with the Espionage Act. He didn't cooperate. He pushed back on the FBI. This is outrageous. Throw him in jail and prohibit him from running in 2024. The same people that said that then analyzed Biden finding all these classified documents in unsecured locations. They said it was an accident even though Biden never had any power to declassify, like Trump did when Trump was president, Biden was vice president, and in the Senate, when he mishandled these documents, also a garage with Hunter is not a secure location, and Mar-a-Lago is a secure location. So the narrative of Trump should go to jail evolved into, but with Biden, it was just an accident because he was cooperating. Well, now, what are they gonna say about Mike Pence? They're gonna be like, ah, do we throw Pence in jail? He's a Republican, right? who was part of the Trump administration. So should Mike Pence for prison? And then they're gonna be like, if we do that, if we say that, does that mean we also have to say that Joe Biden should be thrown in jail since what Joe Biden did is demonstrably worse than what Mike Pence did? And so they're gonna say, oh, no, 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 wait. They're gonna say Pence cooperated with the FBI. It was Pence who took the initiative to notify the FBI when he found this. Just like, they said Joe Biden voluntarily allowed the FBI to search his premises. No subpoena was necessary. He was cooperating. That's their differentiating feature, which is insane. And they're going to say, but Trump, Trump did not cooperate with the National Archives. They made requests. They sent people down to his office. He stonewalled them. He was uncooperative. Therefore, he is a criminal. In fact, this is, this is um, Simone Sanders, who worked for, used to work for Bernie Sanders, actually, and then worked for Kamala Harris. This is what she tweeted. She said, literally told my team last week, if one went looking at the homes of any former presidents or vice presidents, they may find some proprietary material because when folks pack up their entire lives very quickly and the folks packing are not pros at that job, documents can get commingled. This is not a crime. First of all, proprietary material. That's what she's calling classified information. So of course, the full evolution of this is going to be um, the Biden classified document scandal is going to drop because there's no way that they're going to be able to dismiss what Pence did without dismissing what Trump did. They're not going to dismiss what Trump did. They can't, they won't, they hate him. They want to take him out. And they're not going to be able to say, well, Pence should be thrown in jail and also argue that Biden shouldn't be thrown in jail. So the, the result is going to be, this is all going to be swept under the rug. Mark my words here. And, and truly all this does 
is expose, once again, something that we already knew, which is that the FBI's raid on Mar-a-Lago was a hoax. This was never about classified documents. It was an effort to try to take Trump out, and it failed. Thank God it failed, but that's all it was. It was the radical leftists in the Biden administration, in the Department of Justice, in the FBI, in the National Archives, weaponizing the power of the federal government against a political candidate they're afraid of. I would make, I would bet probably a million dollars sitting right here that Barack Obama has classified documents at his house and at his office and in his storage facilities. There's no way he doesn't. But the left, the left doesn't care about that. The left won't act, ask about that. Okay, so out in California, there was another mass shooting, horrible tragedy. Half a dozen people were killed. And in the wake of this, Gavin Newsom, the governor out there, wastes zero time politicizing the deaths of these people. And sometimes I think it's hard to believe what politicians want to do to our nation when it's just analysts from the other side, when it's a conservative commentator, for example, talking about a liberal or a liberal commentator talking about a conservative. It's hard for people to take what, what commentators who have admitted biases, hard to take their word for it. Like if I sit here and say, and say um, Gretchen Whitmer, is a communist. You might agree with me because you've seen what Gretchen Whitmer did and you've heard what she said, but someone who isn't as conservative as we are might say, okay, but that's your opinion. I don't know, that seemed kind of hyperbolic, prove it to me. But sometimes these politicians open their mouths and they tell us for themselves. This is why I say Gavin Newsom is a communist because he makes comments like this, calling the Second Amendment a suicide pact. I mean, the, the Second Amendment's becoming a suicide pact, it feels like. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah. and that's the only question the community wants. How do you, what about, I mean, what about our kids when they're going to school? The Second Amendment is becoming a suicide pact. This is a man who has aspirations to run for president. If he doesn't run in 2024, if Joe Biden somehow is coerced into running again, if his handlers think that they can disguise his dementia enough to run him again, then Gavin Newsom will certainly run for president in 2028. I have never seen anyone, there's not a politician in the country who has, please, please make me the president more than Gavin Newsom does, stamped right on his forehead. And this is the platform he's running on. He want, he thinks the second amendment is a suicide pact. And so I have a couple of thoughts about this. First of all, this is so disingenuous. It's, it's such a lie. And it's extra disgusting. It's always disgusting when politicians lie. It's always disgusting when they're disingenuous. But to do this on top of the emotion of half a dozen more people, in addition to the 10 a couple days ago being murdered in California, that's really despicable. To politicize people's death for your political agenda immediately, when the facts don't line up at all whatsoever, is, is the height of exactly what the Democratic Party has, begun, has become. And this is what I mean. The gun that was used in the Monterey Park shooting when the 72-year-old Asian man opened fire in the dance hall, killing 10 people and injuring 10 more, the gun he used was illegal in California. This is not because the proliferation of firearms or because of legal firearms or because of concealed carry permit holders. No. Criminals break the law. They break the law by harming other people, in this case, murdering other people, shooting other people. And so they don't care whether the firearm that they use is legal or not. They will obtain it whether or not it is legal. But what happened 
and this is not covered by the mainstream media, what happened after the 72-year-old murdered the, the 10 people, he went to another location and drew another gun and tried to murder more people. And what happened? They disarmed him. This happens all across our country, almost on a daily basis, where legal gun owners disarm would-be criminals, would-be murderers. The gun that he used was illegal, so banning that gun clearly didn't stop it from being used in the commission of a mass murder in California. But this is the thing. Gavin Newsom wants to take all of your guns. He wants to turn the United States into New Zealand and Australia, where they just had a quote-unquote mass gun buyback, which was a mandatory gun buyback, which is a euphemism for mandatory gun confiscation. That's what Gavin Newsom wants. And we see, we see the impracticality of this, aside from the fact that it's unconstitutional. Our country was founded on this principle because it was necessary for us in the Revolutionary War to actually win our independence. The, the right to keep and bear arms, the fact that all of the colonists had firearms and used them against the British was why we were able to successfully secure our independence from King George. But it's impractical, even if, it, even if it weren't unconstitutional. It's impractical. Think about Japan, for example. What happened to the former prime minister? Prime Minister Abe was shot and killed, even though guns are illegal in Japan. This doesn't stop criminals. It just makes it harder for law-abiding citizens to defend themselves. Gavin Newsom cannot even, refuses, can't or won't, I don't, I don't know if that the distinction matters, he refuses to stop cartels. He can't stop the cartels from trafficking humans and drugs across the border, California to California, or the Mexican-Californian border. What do you think is gonna happen if you ban guns, Governor? All it's gonna do is add guns to the things being trafficked across the Mexican border. Humans are going to be trafficked, drugs are going to be trafficked, and then guns are going to be trafficked. It's just gonna create an enormous black market for firearms. It's not going to stop firearms from being used in the commission of crimes. And finally, can, Matt, can we play this video again? Watch very closely who's surrounding Gavin Newsom in this video as he's calling the Second Amendment a suicide pact. I mean, it's just, uh, and that's the only question the community wants. How do you know, what, about, I mean, what about our kids when they're going to school? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Did you see the people walking directly behind Newsom? There were three people armed. He's surrounded by gun-toting security to keep him safe while he blames the Second Amendment for murders that have nothing to do with the Second Amendment. Gavin Newsom is a communist and his policies are taking California. I love California. I lived in California for almost a decade. Part of my heart is still and always will be in California. I don't like that so many conservatives left California. I don't like the fact that so many people just brushed the dust from their hands and surrendered California to the radical left. It makes me very sad to see San Francisco and LA overtaken by drugs, needles on the ground, feces everywhere. The radical leftist policies destroy small business. That's sad. California used to be the place where American dreams came true. Gavin Newsom is largely responsible for, for 
the destruction of California. And he's going to make it even worse with, if he signs um, a bill that is right now in the California state legislature into law. So Gavin Newsom and the very, very radical leftist state legislature in California, the, the California State Assembly and the California State Senate, they, this is the breeding ground for politicians, for national politicians. It's not just, oh, some obscure, some obscure lefties in California. What comes out of California or what festers in California, they're the petri dish of radical leftists. We're talking Nancy Pelosi used to be in charge of the Democrat Party in California. Eric Swalwell. We're talking about Feinstein, Diane Feinstein. We're talking about Kamala Harris. We're talking about Javier Becerra. Some of the most radical, radical leftist, communist, ideologically communist Democrats in our federal government came first from California. It's where they, they, they build up their leftist resume. And Gavin Newsom and the California state legislature is no different. Right now, there's a California State Assembly member by the name of Alex Lee, obviously a Democrat here, um, who has proposed a bill that actually failed in the California State Senate two years, three years ago now, three years ago in 2020, but this bill has been revamped, reworded, and reintroduced. The purpose of this bill is uh, to implement a wealth tax, a statewide wealth tax in California. Now, you might be familiar with the idea of a wealth tax from Elizabeth Warren when she's like, just two cents. This is much worse than that. This is much worse than that. First of all, Elizabeth Warren's idea of a wealth tax is unconstitutional. You, the government cannot tax you just because you have something. They cannot tax you just for sitting here. The federal government, or even state governments, but the federal government specifically, as it pertains to Elizabeth Warren's wealth tax, they're not allowed to tax you unless it's on a particular action, unless you are buying something, unless you are selling something, unless you are gifting something, unless you have died and it's an inheritance. It has to be some sort of active, well, action in order for the tax to be constitutional. A wealth tax, which is just the government spying on your bank account, seeing how much money you have and deciding that they have a right to steal some of that money is not constitutional. It's illegal. It, it cannot be done within the bounds of the law. That's Elizabeth Warren's version. The California version is much worse. This would destroy California, just in, immediately destroy California. This is what it is. It would impose a 1.5% annual tax on anyone whose worldwide net worth is $1 billion. Now that sounds like a ton of money that you might be thinking, okay, a billionaire, I don't believe in this, but you know, how much is that really going to hurt them? Well, a couple of things here. First of all, there is already a plan to move that number, a billion, all the way down to just 50 million. 50 million is a lot of money, but 50 million is also not as much money as a billion. And if they're already planning in the space of just one or two years to shift from 1 billion to 50 million, you bet they're gonna shift it all the way down till it's touching all of us. Till if you are richer than the left thinks you should be, then you will be, then you will be taxed here. So a couple of things. It that what I what I mean by that is what is the limiting principle? They're not putting any limiting principle on this. And so of course it's going to touch us. But then the definition of worldwide net worth, what does that mean? It actually does not mean how much money you just have sitting in a bank account. It's not the amount, it's it's not the amount of liquid cash that you have access to. It includes and this is, this is from the bill itself, 
Uh, diverse holdings like farm assets, collectibles, stocks, hedge fund interests, um, crazy stuff, arts, other collectibles, anything that you own that is valuable, you will have to inventory. And if the inventory reaches a certain threshold, then the government's gonna say, actually, we, we get part of that. You, some of that art, you have, to, you have to hand over to us. And this is how much it would end up being worth. So a 1.5% tax on annual net worth of $1 billion, that's $15 million every single year just because you have that amount of money. That's not an income tax. You're not earning that amount of money every year just for having it. And all of these assets, even if they're outside of California. So if you own, if you own art in a completely different country, European art, maybe you own a vineyard in Italy, you might have to pay a wealth tax on it in the state of California. $15 million per year if you have $1 billion. But then, but then, Two years later, after this is implemented, the window from $1 billion moves all the way down to $50 million. If you happen to own anything that is worth $50 million, then you will have to pay a 1% annual tax on that. That is $500,000 per year that you will owe if you have $50 million. Half a million dollars penalized you will have to hand this over to the IRS or hand this over to the California state, I should say, if you have $50 million. Now, as if this is not bad enough, this tax will follow you even if you leave the state of California. What I mean by that is this is not just an exit tax, by the way. An exit tax says, oh, if you move away from California, then you pay a penalty. That's arguably illegal. That's, California has tried to implement that. That's not what this is. What this is, is a lot of people who have a net worth of $50 million, it's not a bank account that says $50 million. In fact, most people who have a net worth of $50 million do not have access to $50 million in liquid cash. And it's not even easy to access that. It's not a matter of, oh, let me quickly sell some stock. And so what the California state government says is that if you do not have easy access to the liquid cash that matches your net worth that we want to tax, then even if you move out of California, you will have to pay us on an ongoing basis as you have liquid cash, as you get access to more liquid cash, you will have to pay us a percentage of that liquid cash to pay off the tax that we tried to hit you with when you were in California for an indefinite amount of time until you've paid off the amount that California says that is their standard. Of course, what would actually happen? So this is the person that that introduced this bill. This California State Assembly member says that uh, this is how we keep addressing our budgetary issues. Basically, we could plug the entire hole. So the the mathematical argument that he's making is just badly done. This is not good math. Maybe he went to a California public school. Haha. He said that it would only affect 0.1 percent of households, but it would generate 21.6 billion dollars in state revenue which he says would pay off the $22.5 billion budget deficit. This is complete ignorance of how politics works, how government works. What would actually happen, of course, and there's proof of what would happen, 
is every rich person would leave California before this was implemented. This happened, by the way, a couple of years ago in France. When France implemented a wealth tax, all of their billionaires left until France was forced to rescind the wealth tax because they realized the impact that billionaires have on the economy, meaning that they support jobs that they, well, support the economy. And so when they left France because they didn't want to pay this wealth tax, France had to rescind it and beg them to come back. That, of course, would happen in the state of California, obviously. It would, it would also result in far, a far smaller number, a far lower number of taxes being paid to the California state government. This is what I mean. There's a guy from Chapman University. He's an economics professor. His name is James Doty. He said that um, the 10 highest tax states, okay, in, in the United States lost nearly one in 100 residents in net domestic migration just between July 2021 and July 2022. That's because of high taxes, that one in 100 residents, right? He said the 10 lowest states gained almost one in 100. So this, this again, proves it. We don't just have to look to France. We could look here in the United States, even states without these types of wealth taxes, wealthy people move away from high taxation states. Now, when it comes to the impact that this will have on California's overall revenue of taxes, the top 1% of taxpayers, this is across the country, um, in, in states, not just California, but also in states like New York, the top 1% of taxpayers pay over 50% of state income taxes. So you take away that, that top 1% and what are, you, what are you left with? You're left with far fewer taxes collected by the government. So not only is this an arguably unconstitutional, arguably illegal, certainly immoral policy, it's also really, really stupid. It's incredibly dumb. It, it would throw California into worse destruction than they already are. And it's funny because the sponsor of the bill claims that this money would be used to pay off this budget deficit. But at the same time, at the same time, they say that they want to use the additional money that they've stolen from rich people for schools and other social programs. So which is it? Are you paying off a budget deficit or are you using this to well, spend more on indoctrination in public schools and then put more on welfare to funnel those people that you've indoctrinated in the public school system onto government, government support programs. By the way, in California, the public school system does not need another dime of money. If you look in California at the ratio of how many teachers are hired uh, per student versus how many administrators who do not teach in classrooms are hired per student, you will see exactly where all of the money that is spent on the California state uh, public school system goes. It goes to this bureaucracy in public schools, like DEI bureaucracy and school counselors and other, uh, other radical leftist administrators who are pushing things like queer theory and critical race theory on your kids. Meanwhile, the classroom size is enormous and teachers always say that they are overworked, but that's where the money in the public school system in California is going. The schools certainly do not need more cash. That will not fix the problem. So. California is already on the track to destruction. Gavin Newsom has played a large part in this, and he's openly admitting what his policies are just years before he will inevitably run for president. There's no way this guy does not run for president. Meanwhile, in the federal Congress, this is the kind of tax policy that I like. Republicans in the House of Representatives have introduced the Fair Tax Act. It was introduced by Congressman Buddy Carter, who's from Georgia which will abolish the federal income tax completely, it would try to, the Fair Tax Act would try to repeal the 16th Amendment. The 16th Amendment is what created the federal income tax. 
1913, over 100 years ago. The Fair Tax Act would try to repeal that and instead um, would replace federal income tax with a national sales tax. So for context here, um, if you're talking about how much taxes the federal government collects, the, the tax revenue of the federal government, 49% of federal revenue comes from the federal income tax, 35% comes from Social Security and Medicare taxes, and 10% comes from t- corporate taxes. So if you, if you get rid of the federal income tax, then 50% of the government's uh, revenue would be gone. So what is it? What is going to replace that? Well, some of it would be replaced by this national sales tax, a 23% national sales tax. So instead of um, being taxed for the money that you earn, you would be taxed when you purchase something, purchase something in our economy. I, for one, am in favor of this. I think this is a great idea. What I like even better is the fact that this bill abolishes the IRS. Without a, without a federal income tax, there is no need for an internal revenue service, which has been weaponized against conservatives and Christians over and over again, which right now is set to become a bloated agency that certainly is going to uh, target and attack the middle class and try to get uh, small business owners to pay more taxes. That's the kind of policy I want to see, not what's coming out of California, but mark my words. Gavin Newsom will be running for president, and this is what he wants to do to our entire country. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.